What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of HW Radio with Derek Settlemeyer. I'm Jim here with Kyle and, of course, Derek Settlemeyer. Flyers just finished off the New York Islanders 4-3 to in overtime. Guys, we were talking before the show. They made us sweat it out a little bit. Derek, what'd you think? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was sweating a little bit, but um, I thought that that review was, uh, wasn't handled properly. But uh, I had a weird feeling the boys would, would find a way to win today. I really did. That's awesome. You know what I'm, I'm thinking about? Because last night, Kyle and I and, and Jack, we did a show, uh, and, and we talked about who's going to step up on this team? Who's going to really take charge? And you know, you've been around this team, so you'd be the guy to kind of maybe answer this question. I'll admit, last night we were kind of wondering who's going to be the guy that's going to take a game over. Who's going to be the guy that says, okay, the, the BS stops now. You know, we got to play our game. I'm thinking of like a Mike Richards shift back in the day against Montreal or that Claude Giroux shift against Pittsburgh uh, eight yep. years ago. And, and who's that guy? Because, I mean, you've been in the locker room. Do they have that guy? I think we um, saw today. Could be, but I, I think they have a few guys that honestly can do that. I, I think right now the the top line, like everyone's on them. You know, they hadn't had a whole lot of production with the exception of Jake. I think he's got yeah a point in basically every game close to that. Anyway, I'm not really sure, but uh, you know, I, I feel like Hazy really stepped up today. I think he's a guy that could obviously provide a spark. I mean, he, he can do that even shorthanded. So he's always a weapon that way. I thought uh, Travis Konechny's played well, even though he hasn't gotten on the board as far as a goal. Um, I think he's played a lot better the last two games. Um, I just feel like he's an explosive player that can do that uh, as well. Um, on, the, on the D end, obviously Phil Meyer stepped up with a huge goal today. Uh, he Maybe ran one off the post earlier. Um but, uh, yeah, I, I think they have a few guys. I think Coots is going to – I think those guys are going to get rolling. You know, if their power play was going a little better, and I think it will get going, people wouldn't be talking so much about the point production from Claude and, and uh, Coots. They, they do need to score some 5-on-5. Five five, I get it. But that, that line with Farabee, Hazy, and, and uh, TK right now are, are buzzing. So I think it might open up things for that first line, if you want to call it that first line. I about put my head through the ceiling when that puck went off the post from that Phil Meyer oh, shot, that first I, one. I know. I, th- I swore it was in for a second. I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> it was an absolute bomb, too. Like, I mean, it beat him. I mean, obviously it beat him easily. But, uh, yeah, I, I was like kind of worried me a little bit when they got a bounce like that. Uh, I felt like that goal, the hazy second goal, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's a goal. You take it. I, I feel like. Varlamov, or if I'm saying it right, uh, Lama. He, yeah, Varlamov would uh, maybe want that one back under his arm there, but hey, you take him however you can. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they found a weak spot on him. That short yeah. side seems a little sketchy. It did today, for sure. It definitely did. I'm interested to see because I'm going to assume that he's going to come back out and start, but. I think if you're the uh, if you're Barry Trotz, you might have a decision to make because Grice came out and kind of shut the shut the door until overtime, and even that was somewhat of a flukier goal. I think it I think it deflected off Anders Lee's stick, but Grice looked pretty good. He did he did play well. I, I think if it was me, which I've never been able to make a decision like that, <laughs> but uh, I think I would go back with him. Uh, Before Lamo. if I'm that's just my opinion. I, I think he's their number one guy. 
you know, if, if Carter would have been pulled today or like, I think you go back with Carter, you know, in those situations, because um, Moose has stepped in before and shut the door as well. You know, you see that happen. Uh, I'm not saying Grice couldn't do it, but I don't want him to do it. <laughs> sure. But I, I, w- I would think I would go with uh, Barlamov. I'd like to see a lot more of what we saw from Myers today. You know, kind of getting open, joining the rush. He's got a bomb of a shot. We saw it in the round robin. I'd like to see a little bit more of that from him because him and Sandheim haven't played bad at all, but they haven't stood out in the way that I think they had in the round robin, which yeah. I, I would like to see them do more of that because they have that potential. They do, and, and that's 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 like I was talking with someone yesterday, and it's, it's like you understand these two kids are playing together right now. They're kids. I yeah. mean, you're looking at a lot of years, hopefully, with those two playing together because they – they kind of they play well together and they're young, you know. Um, Sandy played almost 25 minutes today too. I thought he played really well. I know he'd like to get that puck. I'm sure when he got back to the bench, you know, when you're a D man, you guys know you want to get that puck high off the glass. And he kind of he shot a little low on the boards and was able to be kept in. Although I, I still say it was offsides, but before that, I'm not sure what they were looking at. But yeah, let's talk about that a little bit because. You know, Flyers Twitter, Kyle, maybe you saw also, there was all kinds of stuff flying around that maybe they reviewed the wrong goal or, or I'm sorry, the wrong offsides, or maybe they reviewed the right one and, you know, they just got the call wrong. What's uh, what's that like on the bench? You know, Elaine, obviously the players know that if he gets this challenge wrong, we go to the power play. We just blew a three-goal lead. Yeah, you know, what, what's kind of like the vibe like on the bench there? That's, you know, like, I've been in those situations a lot of times with the coaches, different coaches, uh, AP and uh, Vinny back there, the, the coach, the video coaches, they're awesome. And they, we always would kid around like they're waiting for that moment to save the day. I feel like they did. I, I don't think they were wrong, but you know, you just blew a three goal lead. They would have never challenged if they thought it was even close. Now, sometimes they, you know, sometimes you would get a feed that, that they don't have in the building, which makes zero sense to me, how it's happened before. And we're, that's the most confusing thing. Um, I don't think AV would have uh, challenged that if it was too close to call. But like you just said, I started, I was on the phone with my dad and I'm like, I wonder if they were looking at the puck, if it left the blue, like when Sandy tried to get rid of it, if it came out of the zone mm-hmm. or were they looking at what we were looking at? You know, as far as the before that, the entry when uh, who was it, Lee or uh, no, it wasn't Lee. It was was a forward. I, uh, I can't remember. It might have been Barzal. No, it was it was um, oh, who's the big guy? Well, I can't think of his name. Big forward. He scored. Johnston. No. No. The, the, uh, oh my God. Oh, Bovillier, maybe. Bovillier, Lee. They it's got a, big a couple American, big guys. Big American. Why can't I think of his name? I'm drawing a blank. Sorry, boys. Uh, anyway, uh, whoever it was. Um, <laughs> that's going to bother me now. Let me look that's that up. That's going to bother me, too. Uh, not <laughs> Anders Lee, but, oh, my gosh. I can't think of his name. Anyway, um, I, I was wondering if they looked at the wrong thing because – and to see the guy's reaction, too, on the bench, they were like, it's not even close. Like, it's not even close. Like, he was just, I, you know, he was a good foot. But I don't know. I guess we'll find out maybe. Yeah, I saw JVR's reaction, and and, and yeah. then even Elaine Vigneault, like, they were completely shocked, and I'm like, even before that, it, for me, it was kind of like, man, that's a that's a big gamble right there. You better be damn sure, or else two minutes left, you're going, you're giving away a power play. It was, I don't know. 
I'm I'm not sure I would have had the balls to to challenge that. You know, like that took some balls. Yeah, uh, I mean, from what I thought they were looking at, um, I did. I thought it was definitely a uh, Brock Nelson. That's who it was. Okay. I think it was Nelson coming out of the zone, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, like you said, it does take balls to make that call, but I don't think they would have done it unless they had a, a view of it that was definite. But you see, know, I always I'll thought find, it was kind I'll of the opposite. Out. I'll find out in a little bit. Uh, well, right. well, now you may be able to clarify this more than we can, obviously. So what you're saying is that the puck may have left the zone before the thing that they were showing us on TV. Well, what I think they the Flyers were challenging. Well, I know that what they were challenging was the entry because the puck came out of the zone, and uh, I believe was it Everly had it on, or but uh, someone had it on the right side, but and he was waiting for the forward, and it was uh, um, who would I just say it was uh, Nelson? Nelson. Yeah, yeah, Brockman. Sorry, um, he was wait. They were waiting on him to clear the zone, but the puck definitely came across the blue line before he cleared. But what I'm thinking the linesman may have looked at was when Sanheim tried to rim it out, the D was stepped was stepped up on a blue line. That's what I'm wondering if that's what they were looking at instead of the entry. So, I, but I don't know. But I will find out because I'll talk to AP in a little bit here and see what what they were, what was going on there. Get him on the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> he might answer right now. <laughs> We're probably having a, having a beer real quick and some dinner by now, but um, yeah, good for them, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy. I was, I was. Let me it ask you. Could have gone was... the other way. It could have gone the other way, especially with like you said, with the, you know, you miss that call and they give you get a power play and they were hot. I mean, but yeah, they, they found a way. That's all that matters at the end of the day. So on the bench, you actually get less looks than they do on TV, or you get more well, looks, like different angles. It, like I know there's been, I, I can't pinpoint an exact game, but I remember there's been a couple times where Adam would have a different feed than somehow what uh, the league had. I, I don't understand that, but I know it happened a couple times. I'm Like I said, I'm not a video coach and I never really got into that whole thing, but I do remember them saying our feed, he was clearly offsides and, you know, the feed that they were using, they didn't have this one. So wow. I can't explain that. I don't know. That makes zero sense to me, but I do remember that happening a couple of times. Exactly. Like that would happen when you're playing Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, the, if you're listening by now, you guys know the Flyers have come back. They they were up 3 nothing. They gave the lead away, three, uh, went 3-3 three, three to overtime. They ended up winning in overtime. Uh, what are you kind of seeing throughout the course of this game, Derek? Because for us, you know, the Flyers started out strong today. You know, th- I think it was three first-period goals. Uh, Hayes with two, Coots with one. All the guys who wanted to step up stepped up. And throughout the course of the game, you could kind of see it going the other way. Like, uh, as as fans, I mean, we think we know what we're watching. But are they being coached in any way to play the game a certain way? Or did the Islanders just... The Islanders were just coming on strong and the Flyers didn't really have an answer. Um, you know, it's sometimes when you, you get up like that, you, you almost tend to sit back a little bit, you know, they got beat the first game four nothing. And I, you know, it's how, you know, I've been there where it's happened, you know, vice versa, you know, we've been down and, and come back, but 
sometimes you sit back a little bit. I know the coaching staff, I know AV would not want them sitting back. Um, so I think sometimes mentally that, that could happen. You know, I can't speak for, for everyone, but I have seen it happen. Um, the Islanders four checks pretty good. I mean, they, they, they had a, they did definitely pick their game up. Um, and I, you know, they got the one and I'm like, it's okay. And then when they tied it, I was like, Ugh. but I just, I just had a feeling the boys would find a way, but yeah, it gets, it's, it's, it's when you get a lead once in a while like that, especially in the playoffs, the, you know, you almost think, Oh God, we can't blow this lead now. And then they get one. And now you start really kind the of creeps in a little bit. trying to not make a mistake instead of just playing the game. Like today they came out, it was kind of going back and forth, but you could see the confident. They looked, they looked good. And you know, Hazy, like you said, he buried a couple and Coots. What a what a goal he had! Um, I, I just think they got to keep that positive mentality, which I think they will, and um, not set back. I felt like they sat back a little bit, but you got to give the Islanders a little bit of credit too. There, like uh, they're a tough team to play against. It's true. Yeah, I was uh, I was telling I was telling the wife today, and um, I I would like to get your opinion on this. I I personally believe that having the back to back when the Flyers played that good in the first and actually won the game is so beneficial to the Flyers over the Islanders because it's not as much time for the Islanders to reset, whereas the Flyers are already rolling and they can just carry that momentum into tomorrow. Is that kind of how it works in the locker room too? Yeah, it definitely does. That's a great point, especially like I I talked to Ivan last night and he was, you know, that's exactly what he said to me. We got to get this one tomorrow because we, we turn around and play, you know, 27 hours later or whatever it is, 28 hours, uh, you know, back to back. And it, you're right. It's it's a huge momentum builder. You know, yeah, you don't want to blow a lead. But at the end of the day, you won. You tied the series. That's a huge win. And now you're right. You have the momentum. It's, it's deflating. You know, those guys, I've been in there where we've blown a lead, you know, or, or opposite, we've gone back, tied a team, and then you lose it in overtime. It's it's deflating to lose in overtime. Um, they are probably almost rather just lost the game three to two instead of fight back, have all the momentum, and lose the game. So um, I definitely think it's it's a it's obviously a positive for the Flyers, and and uh, definitely you go to bed, you sleep better, and you're you you know you're happy, and you got a chance to go up in the series tomorrow. That's interesting. I- I uh, I posed a question on Twitter, uh, just wondering, like as a fan or as part of the, if uh, somebody part of the team, would would you have rather the Flyers finish that game off and won three to two the way that they were playing, which in my opinion didn't look great. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the the game that they played when they closed out Montreal. You know they won, but you didn't really leave feeling all that great. Um, of course, the game goes to overtime, and that means the Islanders ended up tying it. But you win in overtime, and there's really nothing like that rush of an overtime win. Is there a difference for the players? You know, whereas if they would have won three to two, it'd been like, all right, we hung on. You know, but instead they're going into tomorrow, kind of like to Kyle's point, your point there, and they feel a lot better about themselves, right? Yeah, you you definitely you win a game in overtime. I mean, you almost forget about what happened. You know, it, it's like you said, it's it's so exciting, especially in the playoffs, because you just never know. It could be any shot. And today, you know, Mizey got the shot through. It hit a stick. Fortunate bounce. But you don't even care. You win. You'll take it, man. Hell yeah. And you'll take it. You know, like you said, 
even if they win 3-2, they're definitely happy because at the end of the day, you won the game. And that's the thing that I really think is a positive right now. I'm not, we, we're not, team's not playing the best they have, but they won a series. They're tied right now. You know, you got to be positive and, and look at all the positive things. They found a way to win today. That was huge. And you just, you got to remember, you got 79 back there in the net, and he proved to be, I, to me, he's number one star today. And, you know, along yeah, with AZ. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from the goal scorers, but Carter was was really good again, man. He he kept them in it in that first five minutes because they yep. did not show up again for five minutes. Yeah, it was a tough start again, which really did kind of surprise me. But, you know, that team, that's that's the way they play, kind of the Islanders. They're, they're, they're a tough team to play against, man. You know, clogging up the middle. It's just hard, but um, the guys got going there, and I, I was happy to see that. But that 79, boy, he's he's something else. I don't want to jinx him. So, I mean, not to completely change gears here, but uh, you talk to these guys pretty regularly, I suppose. Yeah. Has have they said anything about what life's like in the bubble? Like, um, the obviously it's not like uh, they don't love it. You know, guys missing their families a long time. You know, the longest, the longest, you know, trips we would have eleven days, and that's like stretching it ten to eleven days, and that's hard. But I mean, these, you know, they haven't seen their families, and what are we going on almost a month now? I uh, feel like it's been a month. Um, yeah, just about. They don't. They September. don't love it, but they're. You know, I think the further you, like you get, I think it's going to be a little bit better. Uh, but they're they're finding things to do, and um, they all seem pretty happy with with everything. You know, they're the guys. I've talked to almost every guy, and and some obviously I talk to more than others, and no one's really complained about it. They're just they're just like it is what it is, you know. Um, but no one's like I can't take it anymore or anything <laughs> like that. Which they I thought they... there might be one guy that would be saying that, but he's been okay. I talked to Jake. I was worried about Jakey. <laughs> you know, Jake's personality, he's, he's so he's so awesome. He's like, he's that guy that, hey, you can't go across that line there. He's going across that line because you told him he can't. You know, and just yeah. he'd just turn around and be like, you know, screw you. You know, just, but he's, even I talked to him the other night for a little while. I was on his birthday, and, um, he was he's like ah it's not the greatest but it's okay and i'm like how close have you been to like climbing a fence <laughs> he's like f you i haven't climbed any fences and i said all right but yeah they, they're not complaining about it yeah maybe he plays better pissed off because he's having a hell of a hell of a time up there man he's putting yeah, up points he's playing well he's playing hard that's for sure i did want to ask you uh because it keeps coming up it's mainly me bringing it up. And if I'm putting you on the spot, I mean, let me know. <laughs> it keeps coming up, but it's mainly me bringing it up. I'm going to keep bringing right. this up until you answer the way I want. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sean Couturier. We, yeah. we talked about him a little bit in the beginning of the show. And it, uh, I don't know how he's perceived, you know, nationally and around the league. Uh I keep posing the question to try to figure out if he's a star in the fans' eyes. Uh, in that locker room, and from your perspective, is he a star in this league? Um, I personally think he is. I'm not sure, like you said, how he's viewed, but Coots does everything. I mean, he really does. 
I mean, he scores, he sees the ice, he plays so well defensively. I don't know what more you'd want for him. You know, he's, is he a household name? I don't know. But to me, he's, you know, he's an all-star in my eyes. Like the guy does everything. I mean, but you know what other people think? I'm not sure, but I, I mean, you can't argue. I don't know how many points he had this year exactly, but you know, the last few years, he's, his points are almost at a point a game or close to it. Killing, you know, penalties, big face-offs. I think he's a star. That's just my opinion. He's not as flashy as others. You know, a lot of stars are the flashy. Yeah. He gets it done with hard work. And, you know, I, I really think he is. You know what I was looking for? I'm sorry, Kyle. Go ahead. It, it was nice to see him uh, settle into a game finally. Because yes. I feel like... I feel like he's been kind of on edge and forcing plays a bit heading into the night. And tonight it kind of seemed like he was a little more settled. He's seen the ice a little better and it, it's just a breath of fresh air because man, we've been talking about it. We're like, we need these guys to start playing their game when the last couple games, even going back into the Montreal series, it seemed a bit like everybody was forcing things. Yeah. I, I I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like he, I know Coots, Coots and G's G as well. Like they're they're kind of the, the same. Well, no one likes to lose, but those guys hate losing more than they like winning. I know that's cliche, but it's the truth. And I I feel like he's been squeezing his stick a little bit and maybe forcing a few things, like you said, where normally he wouldn't. But today, I totally agree that he looked really comfortable today and. I'm never really worried about Coots. Like he just, the guy comes ready to play every day. Um, but but I think you I think you're dead on with that. What you said. You think today was somewhat of a statement game because it's it's pretty well known that uh, what was it Monday? Monday was his worst game in the bubble. He was really un Coots like. I yeah. don't know if you pay attention to Corsi and stuff like that or expected goals, whatever. But his were some of the lowest of, that they've been all year. Like very un Coots like. Right. And then he comes out today, and the goal that he scored was exactly the kind of goal that I was hoping that he would score, you know? Like, yeah. he put a stamp on that one, you know? He did. He did. That was a big-time play, going to the net like that and holding it. Just the poise there. A lot of guys are just going to get rid of that right away. You know, he held it. It's a hell of a play. And, you know, he had well, he had two points. I think he had a, a G and an apple today. So, And, you know, Claude, Claude, I think he had an assist today, G, but he was plus two. And that's huge. Yep. You know, that's, you know, people aren't going to, they want him to score. I get it. But like, he's plus two today. And, and you know, Coot scored. I, you know, I, yeah. obviously it's they didn't well. play a full game as well you want, but it's hard to do that in the playoffs. I mean, there's going to be, it's going to be back and forth a little bit, but they got, they got the goals today, which um, were huge. The other night in the second period, they were all, the ice was tilted. We were all over them. But you just didn't get that goal, you know. Yep. So, yeah, like you think if they got that goal, it, it's a different game. It's one-one, you know, going into the third, and it's a different. You, you know, Islanders are thinking differently. We're the Flyers are thinking differently, but you know, it's just it's how it is. But today they got the goals, and they were big goals first period. You know, like I didn't see those guys coming back like that, but you know, it happens. It happens. I was secretly in the back of my head a little worried about it because of that game earlier this year where we were, what was it, going five minutes 
it was left in the week. third. We were yeah. We were up by three goals, and then they ended up coming back and winning it. Was it was the island too, wasn't it? it yeah, was it was the Islanders too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, I've seen this. I've seen this train wreck before. <laughs> I don't need to see it right now. I think, I think Jonesy said that on TV, and I was like, why would you say that? Like, <laughs> Because they were like, you, this team, can they come back? And Jones is like, yeah, they did it earlier this year. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a fact, but still, I'm just like, gosh. Like, he would be the guy, too. <laughs> let's not even think about it. <laughs> I was kind of laughing, and then it happened. I was like, oh, boy. Sam Karkidi said something similar on Twitter. I'm like, Sam, not now. Like, we know. Like, we all watch that game. We don't. We know. <laughs> we know it. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm telling you, when they went into overtime, I'm like, do not do this to me right now, Flyers. <laughs> Don't do it to me. I can't take it. My anxiety, my oh. stomach was in my throat that entire, like, four minutes of overtime that they played, <laughs> if that. Oh, man, I know. It was, I, I was happy. They, 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 they came out okay, though. You know, I was like, all right. It was kind of, and then that goal, I was like, whew, thank goodness, boys. I said I text Lappy right after, uh, and I give him that sweat and emoji, and then the you know thank goodness, and he was like he was like oh my god he's like he goes but we'll take it anyway we can get I said of course man so hopefully a win a win's a win a win's a win especially now especially now and that like you said I mean you couldn't have said any better like winning in overtime it's you just forget about everything like everyone's excited you know you win everyone's excited but you win like that it's it's awesome yeah i mean you could clearly see it especially with the bench clearing immediately to go attack phil myers yeah (laughs) yeah that was awesome and it is like even though like i wasn't a player but you you just you just the feeling is just like you're just so excited when you see that puck go in because you never know in in overtime but uh, that was awesome today now, I I had something that's been picking at my brain a little bit. Like, for example, the Flyers have been kind of labeled as a softer team. And by now, it's pretty obvious that they are a little bit softer than some of the other teams in the NHL. When you see a guy like Ross Johnston cross-check your goalie in the crease, and obviously Matt Niskanen responded because I'm almost a hundred percent positive. Ross Johnston is concussed after that hit. Yeah. But what goes on on the bench at that point? Like, cause I know in a beer league, if somebody hits a goalie, even in beer league hockey, like, no, there's problems now, but there was no real response until they started running them later, a little later in the game. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if it's regular season, it's one thing. But, you know, in the playoffs, obviously there's probably not anyone uh, in the lineup for the Flyers could really talk to him as far as, you know, dropping the gloves, which we've seen a lot of fights actually in this year's playoffs, which I think is great. I think it's, you know, just guys care and, and it that just happens. It's not like, it's not like they're, it's the whole show of a fight. It's like, I'm pissed off. You're pissed. We're going, you know, it, but yeah. um, at that point, obviously you don't, you want to do something dumb. You want to cross check him in the face, but you can't, and you can't take a penalty. But like you said, Niski, Niski hammered him. I, if he's not concussed, I'm surprised because he, he got him good there. And 
I don't know if you guys saw, they were talking when they came back from a break from a commercial. They were kind of like standing there talking. And I know Niski, he's probably like, keep your head up. <laughs> I'll run, you know, I'm going to do it again. Like, he wouldn't I'll say I'm sorry. I'll no. tell you what, watch it. Watching the replay of that hit, Ross Ross Johnson didn't know where he was until he landed on the ice. <laughs> he, he I don't think he did either. I, I agree with you. I'm like, because his stick went flying, and it looked like he didn't even realize he didn't have a stick for a second. <laughs> he skated off, but it was kind of funny to me that a, a tough guy like him, I mean, he's, he's played well for his, I mean, this, that guy's big. Like, when you see him in person, like, he doesn't seem like he's going to be able to get to the spots he needs to, but he, he actually, I thought he played better game one but um you know stewie when we had stewie if stewie's in your lineup he may not do that johnson not that he's afraid but um he may not go into the net like that so that's one thing that you don't have like where like say vegas has revo you know you got to answer then but i think those guys like that know when there's not someone in the lineup um they can kind of do what they want but Niski did make him pay, and like you said, if he's not concussed, like, I don't know why he didn't even have to go back, because, you know, they take guys off the bench yeah. to give them a quick test. I, now, I don't know if he left the bench. They never said anything. No, he, he didn't. Right he didn't miss a shift. Yeah, so, I mean, he, 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 that was clearly not an intentional hit to the head, but it ended up catching his jaw, the shoulder. Um, I thought it was a clean hit. I mean, yes, it did get, but that guy's huge. He's way bigger than Niski. So, yeah. And Niski didn't leave his feet. Yeah, Niski didn't leave his feet either. So no, I mean, I thought it was a clean hit. It I thought, was. I, I thought, it, I thought it was shoulder contact to shoulder contact, and then just the follow through just kind of took his head off, which yeah. I'm not mad about at all. <laughs> Me, either. Me either. Hey, since we're talking about some of the uh, you know the the grindish type guys, let me ask you about a guy like Nate Thompson. What does he mean to a team? Like the Flyers, like they, they trade for him at the trade deadline. Uh, he's doing everything asked of him. It seems like AV kind of likes him a little bit. He's playing. What are your thoughts on the way he's being deployed? Just Nate Thompson. What's your opinion of Nate Thompson? So, um, I don't, I don't, I've met him before. I don't really know him that well. I was gone uh, once he got here, but I know all the boys love him. So I have a feeling from what I'd heard, um, Michael Delzato told me he's, he loved him too. Like he played with him this year. Um, I think he's just one of those guys. He's always talking. If he's not on the ice, he's telling other guys it like, I'm sure he said something. Now he's not going to fight Johnson, but he's a guy that would be like, I'll take your knee. You know, not obviously he's not going to do that, but he's just like, I'm going to hurt you. You know what I mean? Just, just talking, yeah. talking crap, you know, um, obviously not going to intentionally hurt someone, but um, I think, you know, the way he plays, it gives you energy. And he's what, that's what he is. He's, you know, an energy guy and he plays hard and he'll do anything to win. You know, he'll put himself in front of shots. Obviously you've seen that, but, um, I was going to bring that up with Grant. him. Grant's a bigger body. I'd like to see him be a little bit more physical. I don't know him well either. Um, but I was, I was going to ask you that about a guy like Thompson. Grant Grant did level Johnston in the first game after uh, Johnston took a run at him. Right yeah. over the blue line in the aisle zone, Johnston touched a puck just to clear it, and Grant put, planted him pretty good, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I love the physical. I, I think those guys, I think those are great moves um, the Flyers made because they're two guys that, 
you know, they, they give you everything they have. And if the physical, especially in the playoffs, like I think the more physical you are, the better chances you have. Um, that's just my opinion. But That's mine too. I'm always preaching that, listen, if, if there's only one thing that beats speed, we're off two things, more speed or physical play. That's it. <laughs> yeah, if exactly. You, if, if you're not faster than them, you need to find a way to slow them down. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, they, you know, they've got some little guys on that Islander team. It's also – it's pretty impossible to hit Barzell. Like, let's just be honest. Oh, my God. Man. I mean, he's on another guy, level. He's amazing. He's amazing. Well, was that earlier this year, though, that Provy clocked, uh, cleaned his clock at center ice? It may have been, actually. Provy's really sneaky that way. He's a he's a really good hitter. He doesn't throw himself too like out of position too many times. But if he knows he's got a hit, he's gonna take it. He's obviously he's a big man. You don't want to get hit by Provy. I played basketball with Provy and run into his shoulder and I'm conky <laughs> like for five minutes. But yeah, he's a big man. Do these guys? Do the players pay any attention to the analytic side of hockey? Just out of curiosity. Um. Well, I know before, um, I'm not sure how big, um, like, did they ever come out of a game and go, I wonder how my course he was today. I've never heard anyone say that. (laughs) They, they all though, they all grab the the sheets after the game. Everyone wants to look at their minutes, you know, and all that stuff. Um, God, I've had guys tell me in between periods, go see how many minutes I've just, I've played, um, yeah, I think that's understandable because you, yeah. you, know, you want to see. Yeah, but, and uh, so I've never heard anyone talk about that. Um, the coaches I know have a, a, week, a weekly meeting uh, with the analytics part of the staff upstairs. Um, you know, I don't know how much, you know, what goes into all that. I know they do it, but I've never really heard the players yeah. actually say too much about it, to be honest with you. How about, like, if a guy is out there – Throwing his body around, blocking shots, you know, stuff like that. Did the guys talk about that at all? Oh yeah, like you know, Hazy had two two uh, two goals today for the helmet, the post game, like for the the winner, the player of the game. It could be someone that had you know huge block shots, you know, five hits, just played yeah. a game, you know, and you know you don't see on the score sheet maybe, but that that happens all the time. They they definitely. You know, guys block shots. You hear everybody banging their sticks. It means a lot to the team, you know, because that yeah. hurts, boys. I've yeah. been hit. <laughs> it hurts. That's what I think. And I'm not trying to, like, pollute our show with this, you know, kind of argument at all. But if you're on hockey Twitter at all, there's, like, arguments going on between, you know. <laughs> I just have to bring it up, man, because there's nobody better to ask. There's, there's like arguments between people who love these, you know, high coursey players and, you know, everyone's got their little stat for every argument they want to make. But I don't think that they appreciate, you know, a guy sacrificing his body to block a frozen puck being shot at you 90 plus miles an hour. Like, I don't care how much he's hemmed in his zone. If he doesn't get scored on, you have to appreciate a guy that's going to sacrifice his body and I, I find myself sticking up for guys that I, I really don't want to stick up for, but they <laughs> want to stick up for them. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I, I, listen, I know exactly what you say. You know, like, I'll, I'll give you a name that you just couldn't get anyone to say anything positive about the last few years, and that's Andrew McDonald. This guy ate pucks 
people and like everyone's all over because he made so much money. Well, what was he supposed yeah. to say? No. Yeah. When he got offered the contract. I mean, it's true. He, you know, he knows everyone knew Max, not a, a guy that's going to get you 35 points. Like he was a defensive guy. He blocked shots and he was, everyone wanted him when we signed, when we traded for him that year, everyone, all the teams wanted him because of he led the league, you know, and blocked shots. I mean, the guy put himself and he, he got player of the game a lot of times, you know, and people are like, Oh, you know, like I would post stuff or the, the website, the flyers stuff. And, you know, I just funny reading like how much people hated him. I'm just like, if you, if you knew this guy at all and knows, know what he does and how banged up he played, he's banged up. He played, you know, never made an excuse always, but those, like you said, I don't mean to get off on a tangent about AMAC. No, that's okay. Guy, it's but, all right. I, but I'm it's, sure it's people like want to hear said, that. Like Haggy, like, only how many times this year, like, just guys, I was only there, you know, till beginning of February, but those plays are huge, and they really, they get the team going. When someone lays down like that or, you know, or is in front of the net and they, and they put their bodies there, like you said, it hurts, man. It's Your reaction is to move your foot. When, I remember Nick Schultz, you guys, you remember Schultz? Yeah. I remember when Washington would be on a power play and that puck comes over to Ovi. And poor Nick's there, and he's like, comes out and challenges it and never moves. I'm like, how do you do it? Like, how can you go in front of that shot and, and not like move? But guys do it, and it's, it's, it does lift the team up. I'm telling you. 100% honest. Every block shot I ever got was completely by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Because, I get out of the way. Good, in my men's league. Good Lord, man. I mean, I <laughs> play in a beer league, but some of those guys can rip shots. And if they bounce off of me, oh. I'm a hurting pup. I get hit by more shots from my own teammates <laughs> yeah, than me that. blocking shots. <laughs> Whenever someone goes to shoot, if I'm in front of their net, I get out of the way and I'll, I wave out on my <laughs> stick. I'm not, I'm not catching that thing anywhere. It hurts. I've been hit. I got hit a couple years ago. Bobby uh, Ryan got me, and uh, I've known him since he was a kid. It, and we were in Ottawa, and he was just coming to the get the line. He's a right-handed shot, and he was on the left side of the ice, and he just went to, like, snap the puck in and change. And one of our D put their stick down. I turn around, and all I see is him releasing it, and I couldn't duck. So I just turned my body, and it hit me right on the elbow. Oh, my and God. And I thought my arm had fallen off, but I played it cool. Like I just kind of was like, Oh, and he, he skates by and he goes, suck it nasty. And, the whole <laughs> thing and I'm like, F you, you know, like, like it didn't hurt. I literally waited like five seconds and I like turned and I walked off the bench and just went down. I'm like, Oh, so I went back to the locker room and I had one of the guys uh, tape ice on my elbow and then I put a jacket on so no one saw the ice because I tried to play it off like it didn't hurt. I thought my arm was going to fall off. It kidding? was awful. <laughs> awful. So nobody knew you iced it up? Well, the tra- one of the trainers knew. And a couple of the guys that didn't play were in there. And they were like, what happened? I was like, I'm like, my elbow's already swollen. I'm like, for sure broke broke a bone. It didn't. I don't know how it didn't. They x-rayed me after the game. I didn't have a broken bone. No, I don't no know how. Shit. It, hurt for, it hurt for a week. I was messaging him every day going, F you, Bobby Didge. I call him Bobby Digital. I'm like, F you, Bobby Didge. I'll say, I'm st- I can't even move my arm. Why do you call him Bobby Digital? Because then he was younger. It was some rapper or something. And one of the one of the guys, we just started calling him Bobby Digital. I don't even know if that's a real rapper, but it was just kind of like 
his rapper name, I guess. Bobby Didge. Oh, boy. I call him Bobby Didge, but he knows what, a, what it means. What a story he was this year, man, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, a lot a to go through, man. Go. He had a tough go, man. He's he's such a, like, God, he's such a great kid, man. He's awesome. He's from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Did you guys yep. know that? Yeah, yeah. I've known him <laughs> since he was a little kid, man. Like, well, I met him probably when he was 14 or 15. Clarky let him come to one of the development camps, and he wore a full cage, and he was just so skilled. Like, he actually walked a couple – I remember the one kid, he, he walked, they were doing drills, and he came in, and he just put a move on him, and he spun him into the ice, and this was like a second-round pick. I think he was a second-round pick, and guys were like, oh, this kid, like, he's 14 or 15 at the time. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he's a great guy, man. He, he, he went through a lot this year, and he's, just, he's, <laughs> I, a, he's a really good dude, good human. I'd like to see him get that, uh, get that award. That's the Masterton, right? That's the one that's called? Yeah. Comeback player? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was saying, you know, like, he doesn't feel like he should get that because what happened to him was, per, like, he did it to himself. He actually uh -huh. said that. Um, he's pulling for the other two guys, but that's just how he is. He's class act, man. He all, is. All the way around. I mean, to, to go through what you went through and um, have the honesty to be like, listen, I put myself through what I went through. Yeah, the other guys deserve. I mean, you can't. I would love to see him in a Flyers uniform. Oh, he trust me. He he wants to be. His dad wants to be. Like, I mean, they both want to, but you know, he's loyal to his team, and he wants. You know, they signed me that deal, and he, you know, he wants to play, and he, he you know, he just. Uh, it'd be great to see him to get to play here. Him and G are pretty good buddies. Oh, are they really? Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they they're good buddies. That's one I wouldn't have expected to, to know. Yeah, I, and you know what? It's funny. I think – I don't even know really how how it happened. I just know they are. I have known Bobby longer than G has, but it was, it was just weird. They're, they're, just, they're, they're pretty good buddies. Let's talk about uh, a playoff performance from Claude Drew. I don't know if you can remember back to 2012. It seems like forever ago now. Uh, but you know the Flyers are in the second round of the playoffs for the first time since then, I believe. Did they did they win that series? I can't remember off the top of my head. Which way? Which one? Wait, is that even the same series? The one where Drew uh, levels Crosby and then scores in the in we the next shift. One. Yeah, we won that one. Was that yeah, twenty twelve? That was that the first was right. Round. That was that was the first round though. That was when we had Yogs. That was yeah. and that's and that's the last time that they were in the second round. Last time. Yeah, yeah. they lost in the second round, I believe. Right, right, yeah, okay. We lost to Jersey, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Danny B scored game one in overtime. We won, and then they beat us four straight after that. They went to the finals that year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. lost to L.A. Yep, that's right. That's right. And the year the, the Rangers lost, they beat us in seven and, and lost to the Kings. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, I mean, three – I think it was three and nothing in a series, right? And yes. Pittsburgh ended up winning two to make it three to two. And I was reading a quote from Claude Drew, I think uh, from 2012, that he just sounded a little bit different. I don't know if he sounded younger. He sounded more like the kid that you talked about in the last episode where, you know, he was just really, really hungry. You know, we got to find a way. Fourth game's the toughest to win, this and that. And it's like, wow, like he sounded like uh, he sounded a little bit different. Eight. 
Not that he sounds bad now. He sounds right. older and wiser now. Yeah. But when he was younger, he sounded like this kid wants to win a friggin' cup, man, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they went out in game six, and he came, he comes out, he levels Crosby. What's like, what's the vibe on the bench before that game? What's the energy like after he lays out Crosby? And then, and then I, scores. I th- and yeah, then scores. I, <laughs> yeah, I think I was there for that game, and I swear I felt the building shake. It, uh, what's going on? That hit was, you know, Sid doesn't usually put himself in position to get hit like that. He's so smart. Um, G caught him. And G's, I think we've talked about before, like, the strength G has. Like, you don't expect it from a guy that's, you know, we'll say he's 5'10", um, 180 pounds. Uh, the, he's so strong in his skates. And he, obviously, Sid is one of the strongest on his skates. Um, he just leveled him. And then to come down and bar down on Flower, he just, like, we're not losing today, boys. I mean, like you said, the building was shaking. Lavi's punching me in the, in the head. <laughs> and, and my favorite part of that was when his post game, and like, well, when the best player in the world tells you that he wants the first shift, you give it to him. And I'm like, I look at G like the next day. I was like, oh, best player. Don't even fucking say it. You know, because like, he's, he's so like humble and, you know, won't ever say he does anything good, but I, I gave it to him for a while with that one. Best player <laughs> in the world just entered the building. And I said, thank that you, Lavi, cool. for doing that, because I'm going to be able to bust this guy's balls for a while. I wondered that, too. Like, do you guys give each other shit when a, when a coach talks about you a certain way? And that's a classic example right there. Yeah. You know, it's it's the guys know it's coming, too, if they're just absolutely – you know, he deserved it though that day. Like he, he was, he just wasn't going to be stopped. But yeah, yeah the guys, they get near full when that kind of, when those kind of things happen. It was, yeah. I don't think it was the same series. It was actually the series we ended up losing in, uh, was it two years ago to Pittsburgh when uh, Claude Drew lawn chaired uh, Latang or was it Haglin? <laughs> It was Haglin. It was Haglin. Haglin. Yeah, he turned him into a folding lawn chair. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I remember. I don't know if we talked about this, but like, I'm pretty good buddies with Phil Kessel. I've, I've known him since he came out of college. I had him at World Championships, Olympics, and all that stuff. And uh, Phil, they won the series. You're right. And uh, so I go down and I'm talking to Phil after the game, and he's like, "I don't know if you guys have ever heard Phil talk. He's just got the the best the way he talks is hilarious. And he's got some buddies with him. He's like." Hey, you better tell G he's dead. I was going to kill him. I'm telling you, I was going to kill him. And I'm like, I said, Phil, I call him the thrill. I'm like, thrill, relax. Your buddies are here. You're feeling pretty good. No, I'm serious, man. You tell him I was going to kill him. And I'm like, okay. So fast forward uh, to next season. So I go down to their equipment guy's room and I'm sitting there and, and Sid's in there and Phil, and it's just us three. So I just kind of, Sid, I can tell you, I got a bunch of stories about Phil Castle. I won't make this long, but I can tell you some really funny stories. And I've told Sid about it because he, he actually approached me one time. And he goes, hey, what did you, I was saying something to Phil in the morning skate. And he, I knew I could get in his head and he was losing his mind about his sticks. I said one thing and, and Sid came to, uh, when he was walking in for the game that night, he was like, hey, what were you saying to Phil over there? Did you tell him his sticks didn't have any pop in them? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, my God. He goes, he's like, all he was saying was, 
These steaks have no pop. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> call the rap. Call them. I'm not using them. I'm telling you. And that's how he is. Like, I've, I've, there's stories I could tell you about Phil that I've done to him. But anyway, I'm in there. I was fixing a shoulder pad. And I was talking to Sid, was signing some things. So he sat down, and we were just talking for a minute. And I winked at him, and I said, hey, Phil, uh, G told me look, he just wants to get it over with right away, like right off the hop. And he goes, what are you talking about, man? And I said, well, you, you told me after the series last year that, you know, you were going to give it to him. You're going to kill him. Oh, fuck you, man. That was last year. I'm done. I'm done fighting. He's like, he goes, I got, I got five fights in this league. I'm done. And I said, no, you, I told you, you told me to tell G what you said. I told him, and he said, you know, let's do it. I said, Phil, what are you going to do? And he drops his gloves in front of 19,000 tonight. You're not going to answer the bell. I'm done. I'm done. He's going. And Sid starts dying laughing. And actually, it was funny because Sid said, you know what's scary? He goes, Phil's got five fights. I've got however many. He's, you know, six or seven. And then Gino probably has more than us. And I'll guarantee we lead the league or our team in fights. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And he was, he was kind of laughing. And I said, Simmer, I said, Simmer can't find a fight. He'll try to get us going. He goes into a pile, and guys are looking down for quarters on the ice because they don't even want to look at Simmer. Yeah, and yeah. He, he was like, oh, no, you know, no crap. He's a beast. But uh, it was just kind of funny. Oh, I Phil, God. That, that's funny you brought up Simmer. I, I always remember that uh, that mic'd up. I, I forget what team it was. But he's like, I think I'm going to fight Simmons. And the guy goes, no, you, you can't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, Nisky, I was talking to Nisky the other day. We were talking about a few years ago. You guys remember he caught Lots and he put him out of the lineup for a while with the Conky. And he comes back and it was the next time we played him and Lots was back playing. And Nisky's like, I couldn't take my nap because I was, I knew Simmer was coming after me. He goes, I knew I was going to have to. He goes, we line up for a face off. You know, obviously Nisky's playing D and Lots goes, hey, Nisky. We want to go, and, and Nisky's like, thank God. <laughs> He's like, nothing against lost, but he was like, all I'm thinking all day is I couldn't nap because I got to fight Simmons tonight for that hit on, you know. And Nisky would have answered the bell. That's how he is, but it was pretty funny. And Lots was there with us when he was when he was saying that. He was like, screw you, man. I would have knocked you, know, you out. He's like, settle down, Lots. That's yeah, pretty funny. Uh, speaking of Lots, and we could wrap up in a couple minutes here, but he was out of the lineup today, wasn't he? Yeah, I was. That that confused he's me a little bit, but he's got to be hurt. It's yeah. the only thing I can think of. Something's got to be bothering him to the point where AV said, "Listen, you're not playing up to par because you're hurt, and I just think you should take a day off, man. Take a rest." Yeah, that that could definitely be it. Honestly, I didn't. I am. I didn't talk to lots uh, yesterday or today, obviously, but I, I'm I'm thinking. I told my dad that I said he, he might be hurt, I, but I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. But that I agree with you. I think characteristic mistakes. Hey, hopefully he's all right. I like him. I appreciate the kind of player. I think we both do. You know, we appreciate the kind of player he is, and yeah. I'd like to see him get back to how he was playing in the round robin. Uh, you guys I were like, mentioning. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like Lawton the bowling ball. That's what I call him. I call him the bowling ball. Him and Connect yeah. Me when they get going. Oh, when yeah. they start hitting bodies, man, they are like bowling balls out there, man. They both have so much speed that they just like, hey, man, you touch the puck, you're getting hit. It's that simple. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, they both are. 
You guys mentioned Simmons. You know who this team could really use in this series is a Wayne Simmons. Uh, yeah. Wayne Simmons from like five years ago. Yeah. I yeah. love that guy. Man. Yeah, Simmers, gosh, you find a better guy than him, better teammate too. He was awesome. He was awesome. Yeah, man. But, guys, yeah. guys were scared of him. Guys were afraid of him. Oh, for sure. I'm going to put uh, some Simmons stories on the list for next show here. More Simmons and more Castle stories. That I was cry- <laughs> You had me crying, Bill's man. going to kill me, man. Uh, he's so you know, funny, man. God, he makes me laugh. Just the way this is stuff that comes out of his mouth is just priceless. I Sid, you're talking about crying. Sid was like, he had tears. Like he was, because I just kept going. Phil, like, believe me, you know, like, actually G was sick that day. Didn't even come to the morning skate. And uh, he ended up playing that night. I think we did win the game, but it, I had Phil thought he was going to be fighting first first shift in the game. <laughs> the the stick pop story had me crying. Oh, God. Stick, stick pop. Well, I always tell I told him that morning. I'm like, it's funny because they're starting to do their drills, and he's leaned over on the boards talking to me, and I'm waiting for Sully to start screaming at me. Get, get off the, you know, you're not because you're not really supposed to be on the bench when the other team's doing their morning skate. So I was just catching up with Phil real quick, and and I said, "Hey, I've been watching this, and yet gone a couple games." I was like, "Seems like your sticks are." He goes, "What do you mean? What? Like what?" And I said, "Well, I mean, they look like you don't have any pop. They look like you just don't have any pop when you're snapping it." You know, I've been th- I've been saying that. I've been telling Dana, "My sticks don't have any pop. I I gotta do something." I'm like, "Well, you're using these. St- like, how long are these your old ones?" Well, yeah, because he can't make my sticks right. I'm like, Phil, you're a stock stick. Like, you know, and he's like, they're not right, though. You're right. They got no pop. So he comes in off the ice, and Sid, Sid grabbed me, at, you know, before the game and said, what did you tell him? And I told him, he said, did you say that your sticks don't have any pop? He goes, I said, yeah. he started laughing. He goes, he must have said that 25 times in a minute. Pop, pop, pop. So he kept saying, my sticks have no pop. And, and the two equipment guys' heads are spinning. They're like, whoa, whoa, calm. Like, just the first time you said this. <laughs> and because I had told Sid other stories where I would like, when, when Phil was in Toronto and stuff, I would just send him a little, little subtle text and he'd come right back. Why? Why are you saying that? <laughs> and then the next day, their equipment guy would message me and be like, please stop doing this, man. He's killing me. <laughs> every pair of pants we had today. I told him his pants looked too big. I said, did you gain a little weight? You look like you had XL pants on. Fuck you. (laughs) You And I'm reading his text, but every text I get from him, I read it how he sounds, and I start laughing. (laughs) You have to hear Phil talk when he gets wound up. It's so funny. JVR can do a killer, Phil. Like, he's so good at it. Speaking of JVR, how do you guys feel he played tonight? I feel like he had a half-decent game. Yeah, I mean, he's playing on you. I remember, like, He's a skilled guy playing on a fourth line. So, you know, two ways, I guess you could look at it. One way, one is it's going to be tough for him to do anything, but the other is he's going to get a little bit more room, which is good with JVR, you know, like for him to have some room. But I didn't think he played bad at all. I think it's tough for a skilled guy playing on the fourth line. But, you know, like I think what you said about loss, I, th- I think that's – I think something must be going on there. But, again, I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I was happy with JVR too. I'd like to see him get more time with the, and I know people listening and be like, ah, what the hell are you talking about, Jim? I'd like to see him get more time with the top two lines, with the with the top six guys, just to, because I think 
he's the kind of guy that needs to play with those players. You know, he, yeah, he, he's, I don't want to call it. This is, it's not an insult to call somebody a complimentary player. Cause obviously he's an extremely skilled player. He could score 25 goals, 30 goals a season, but he needs to play with someone he can compliment. And right. I, I'm not sure <laughs> they have that guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he uh, I think you're right. And I think if, like, he, I know with AV, like, AV's got a pretty good feel, a feel on guys. Um, I think if, like, he's really going, he does kind of mix him in there on the lines because you've seen AV juggle. You yeah. Know, he's, he's obviously a really good coach and he can read when players are going when they're not. Like, like that, that line with Farabee, like we talked about early, earlier with Hazy and TK, like, they're buzzing, man. I mean, they're getting opportunity after opportunity, and that's great. And, you, you know, um, I think if JVR, you know, I don't – like you said, I think he played a good game today. It's kind of tough for him to play the game he wants to play because he's on the fourth line. But right. I think if he starts going, you know, I think they'll kind of move him in and out like that, like you said. Um, but I, I, I thought he was fine today. JVR is like uh, – I mean, like if I was a coach – JVR is one of those game by game basis. So, like, if in the first period, your first three shifts, you create a bunch of chances, and the first two lines don't seem like they're clicking, I'm throwing you up and seeing what's going on. And JVR is one of those guys that's like, all right, well, tonight's the night. I'm having a hat trick. And that wins <laughs> you a game, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I, I agree with you. Like, he, he could definitely do that. He It does help for a player like that. Obviously, to take a rocket scientists to figure that out it's, it's better if he's playing with skilled guys um because he is a skilled player and he can bury the puck so hopefully he gets going i, I think they're all gonna get going that's what i said to uh I was saying to my dad like you know they didn't play the greatest but they won that first series you know they won that series and now they're one one and they haven't played their best i really think the power play is going to get clicking it kind of goes and you know it, it that happens sometimes but they get hot on a power play, I mean, and you got 79 back there. It's true, man. They're winning games the way they're playing. Do you think you can touch on that? Uh, like, uh, it's Michael Yo who runs the power play, or is it Michelle uh, Terry? runs the power play, and Yo that, runs the, the PK, and, and that's been amazing. So can you touch on, how, like, how that operates? Um, I think right now they're probably – just at this point from what I've seen over all the years, like I think he's trying to just calm them down. Let's just get someone in front of the net, get pucks on. Let's not try to make that extra pass. But when you're, when you're, when you're confident you're clicking, you can make that extra pass because you know, things are going in the net right now. Like we were talking about coots guys are probably squeezing their stick a little bit, but you know, the other night they got two power play goals and which I think that was in Mont- against Montreal, but still, they still, and I'm like, okay, now we'll kind of get going here. Um, with As far as the coaches, they do make changes, and I'm not in those meetings, but you could kind of see some, you hear enough, you hear the meetings going on in the locker room, and you hear what the coach is saying on the bench, so you kind of know what, what what's happening. Um, didn't look like they changed too much on it, but, you know, I'm not in those, when they have just power play unit number one, they'll have a meeting. Then they have power play unit number two. They have their meetings. So um, I know they're probably scratching their heads, 
but I, I really do think it'll get going. They're, they're too good. The, the power play is too good. Like, it, I think it'll get going. And when it yeah. does, look out. Have you ever uh, – what what's the goofiest power play superstition the players have had? Like, hey, I need my power play gloves. I need <laughs> – <laughs> uh, I've had, like – I wouldn't say a superstition so much, but some guys would change the flex. Uh, change sticks for a power play like a D-man it would take one-timers they'd go they'd have a stick say they've got an 82 flex that they're playing with during a game but on a power play when they know they're going to be taking one-timers they've gone up to an 87 so it doesn't break you see how Proby breaks his sticks yeah he has sticks that are stiffer than others um but uh Yogs would change his sticks on power play sometime too but I've never really had anybody too crazy with it a lot of times if guys we go to a power play like G. I think I've told you guys before. I he would always hand me a stick that had any little cut in it. Like he has to, he has to have clean tape. So he would be a guy always come over one of brand new, you know, one of his new freshly taped sticks. He would hand me one. I'd give him another one. Take the tape off. I'd retape it, and it was ready for him. So he he Ooh, does he that. Let a lot. You, he he trusted you enough to retape his stick. Yeah, That's I always, like... <laughs> always I, I cut his sticks. I cut his sticks and always had it on the rack for him he he would tape that but then when he would like hand them to me during the game i'd always retape the blade so so what's what's the goofiest tape job you ever put on you got any um, jamie the, ben sticks the, <laughs> yeah jamie ben uh i the the private well jvr kind of had he had that sock tape they call it a sock because it comes up to the heel a little bit above randy wrote you guys remember randy robotai he yeah. had a cup of coffee with us. Like he wasn't here long. Um, well, I mean, he did, he played in NHL. I should say he, but he wasn't with us very long. We ended up trading him to the Islanders, but uh, he had that sock tape job and he spent so much time taping. It was perfect. Every time I'm like, I'm going to do this for my men's league. This looks sick. You know, and I'm trying <laughs> to do it. I got wrinkles in my, I'm like, I've taped a million sticks. I can't get this tape job down. So he showed me now I can do it. The sock tape. That's what we called it, the sock tape, because it covered, you know, kind of like up your ankle and down. It's, yeah. It went up the shaft of the stick a little bit. That's a hell of a lot of time taping a stick, man. Oh, man. God, now, you love doing that. Now, as a hockey player, I got a question pertaining to the sticks. Did you guys get those new uh, Bauer, I believe it is, has those? It's like there's a hole in the blade, essentially. <laughs> From this one little, end to the yeah, this little guy's got the one that Proby had. He broke it in half for a shot. He brought it, he cut it down and taped it for LB and brought it over one day. LB has that say the one with the hole in the blade yeah. that Proby yeah, gave you. I it was made like that. They're asking if I've seen them. I that was the I know Braden Shin actually used one during a game for a little bit and then he switched out of it. But I haven't had a whole lot of. Uh, I haven't really got to look at look at him a full stick because his is broken. <laughs> but it's it's a little wild. I mean, the puck can't go through it. That's a good thing. It's small enough uh, slip. But I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, what was it? It was the uh, we used, Riley used it. It had the holes in the shaft. We called it the Green Goblin because his was green. His stick had was black and green, so we called it the Green Goblin. But uh, that was the closest thing I've seen to the thing on the blade. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't understand it because the first thing I thought of, I'm like, man, if you get into a net front battle, the first stick check over the top of your blade is breaking that thin top and you're yeah, out of you, you would You would think, you would think it would, like, probably broken the shaft, which doesn't surprise me. He's, he's so strong. He, he breaks a lot of sticks that way, but... Yeah, I, I, I've, only, I've only that was the first one I actually held in my hand was the one he has, but I'm not I don't know a whole lot about him. I don't think they I don't think there's a lot of guys using them, so I don't know if all that uh, R and D was was good for Bauer. I'm not really sure. All right, uh, I don't mean to. We could talk to you all night, Derek. I mean, of course, <laughs> we're going to talk to you again in two weeks, but uh, we're a little bit over an hour here. We'll save okay. some stories for future episodes. Uh, a lot. We talked about a lot tonight. That was a good show. A little bit of everything. Thank God the Flyers won, so yep, we all same. came in in a good mood. Yeah. Uh, anything that we want to promote or get out there before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, my uh, my business, Settlemeyer Skate Sharpening. Been really busy lately, so it's great. So just if you need your skates done, uh, come see us. It's the president right here, Elvis Settlemeyer for the company. <laughs> What's um, up, Elvis? <laughs> yeah, we have a website. It's uh, www.settlemarskatesharpening.com. And Facebook business page is uh, Settlemarskatesharpening. So check it out. Come see me. For sure. You guys got sick hats and lids over there, too. So if you guys are looking for Thanks. gear, make sure you check those out. Um, yeah, guys, we're going to wrap up. Uh, check out the HW episode from last night, if you haven't already. Uh, we have uh, The Bright Side coming out with Josh. Friday morning. Uh, of course, you're listening to this episode already. Uh, make sure you check out the Jimmy Dowd episode. Awesome stuff there. And look for Full Circle coming out on Monday next week. Uh, Flyers play tomorrow night. Hopefully they're going to win. You guys want to give predictions before we wrap up, or should we not jinx them? I'm calling a win. All right. I don't know what the score is going to be, but I, I really think we're going to win tomorrow. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Elvis, Flyers winning tomorrow, dude? Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> yes. He said no. He but said, <laughs> yes, they're gonna win. So gonna win. Ah boy. Unanimous. All right, we're gonna wrap it up with that, boys and girls. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, the uh, Flyers get a win tomorrow, and we'll talk soon. All right. Let's thank go. you. Yeah.